Shalom Aleichem Rabbi Yisrael. Today's daf is Zion. However, we are starting Vavon Beis, eight lines from the bottom. Says the Gemara, Amar Mar, Avulyam Ubika Vistivanis Vahakarmulis, an excerpt of this previously mentioned Memra that a sea, open field, bench area in front of the stores, and a Karmelis, and they just have the status of a Karmelis. Asks our Gemara, Ubika Inalekoshis a an open field is not like Rosh Yachid or Rosh Yisrael Vatanan. We have a Mishnah that tells us Habika be'maisa chama. An open field during the during the summer season when it's hot outside and there's no rain. Rosh Yisrael Shabbos. It's considered Rosh Yisrael for Shabbos because people don't really use this open field as a shortcut, although they sometimes do. However, it's not enough to consider Rosh Yisrael However, Rosh Yisrael Latoma has the status of Rosh Yisrael regarding Toma. There's a unique halacha that if a per, if a suffix Toma, some sort of doubtful Toma, comes upon a person, and this happened while he was in Rosh Hashanah we say Suffolk, Tahar, that this guy's going to be Tahar. So since there are some people that do use this field as a shortcut, we're going to consider it Rosh Hashanah regarding Toma, and we're going to be lenient on this fellow. But if it's during the rainy season, when there's crops in the field, Rosh Hashanah it's always considered Rosh Hashanah because no one's going to be cutting through this field at all. So this is the Gemara's Kasha on our previous memo. We see that a Bika, an open field, is considered Rosh Hashanah. So Ula gives us an answer. Amar Ula, Lo'elam Karmelis, Havai, really it's considered a Karmelis. So my Karla Rosh so why is it called Rosh Hashanah in this Mishnah? Fisha ain't Rosh Hashanah. Mishnah simply telling us that it's not a Rosh Hashanah. Ravashi gives a different answer. Ravashi Yomar kigoyin dislam chitza. He says that it has walls around, it has partitions, and that made it like a, an actual Rosh Hashanah. Where does he get this halacha from? It's like Ula B'Shem Rav told us a unique halacha. Karpef, which is a large open area. Yosem Vesasayim, which is the size that one per, that a person could plant two sa'a of grain in. Shaloi Hukaf I took this large field, I surrounded it with mechitzas, but not for the purpose of dwelling. Afilu Kura, Afilu Kuraim. Even if it's such a huge field, I could plant a core of wheat or two core of wheat. Hazar Klasoi person throw something into it from Rosh Hashanah he's chayev because it's considered Rosh Hashanah since it is surrounded by mechitzais however it's not a full Rosh Hashanah the Rabbanan were geyser they decree that a person's not allowed to carry within it because since it's such a large area surrounded by mechitzais and it's not for the purpose of living not for the purpose of dwelling therefore they're going to say it actually has the status of a Karmelis so that's his answer is that our Mishnah when it says Rosh Hashanah actually Midairaisa is considered Rosh Hashanah and he continues explaining my time on mechitzais at the end of the day, it has a partition. It's simply lacking people to live in it. So that's why Midr Abadan has a dinner of Karmelis, but Midr Raisa, it's considered Rosh Hashayachid. Now the Gemara says, Ravashi doesn't like Ula's answer because Ula had said that even though the Mishnah told us that it's considered a Rosh Hashayachid, it's not really Rosh Hashayachid, it's really a Karmelis. Where Ravashi was telling us, no, it really is Rosh Hashayachid. Why doesn't Ula say like himself? Ula himself had quoted Rabbi Yechanan telling us that if we surround a field, with a fence, it has a dinner of Rosh Hashayachid. So why didn't he say that? Armulcha, Ula will tell you, Eid Islam Chitais, if it actually has partitions around it, Bika Karila, it's called an open field, Karpifi, it's called a Karpif, and it's not called a Bika, whereas our Memra was talking about a Bika, an open field. Ravashi, Ravashi will answer you, you're right, it is called a Karpif. However, Rosh Hashayachid Katani, our Mishnah tells us that it's called Rosh Hashayachid. So we have to find a way that it's called Rosh Hashayachid, but it's still some sort of, somehow has a din of a Karmelis, and that's going to be this walled in, huge walled in field that has a din of Rosh Hashayachid, but also has a din of a Karmelis. Continues the Gemara explaining our, me- our previous memory of a Karmelis. We had said that at the end of our list of Yam Bekus Tavanis, we said Karmelis. Ask the Gemara, 
Atu, Kulu, Nami, Lav, Carmelisinu. All these previously mentioned things are not Carmelis. Why do we have to single out the word Carmelis? Says the Gemara, Ki Asu Rav Dimi, Am Rav Yechanan. Rav Dimi came from Eretz Yisrael. He quoted Rav Yechanan and he says, This is describing a corner which is next to the Rosh Hashanah the Afagav, even though Dezimnin Dachi Barabim, even though people will go in this area of Ayla Legava and walk into it, since it's not comfortable or convenient to use this area, Kikarmos time is considered a Karmos. This is describing a street that has houses lined up on both sides of the street, then they are flush with the Rishus Rabim. However, one house is set back from the street. And so there's this little area in front of this house that people from the Rishus Rabim, if it gets too squishy, there's too many people in Rishus Rabim, they can kind of veer off and go into this little area, but it's not part of the Rishas Rabbim, it's considered a Carmelis because it's not convenient to use this area, so therefore it gets a status of Carmelis. And that's what we were describing when we said Carmelis. Ki Asrav Dimi Amrav and he said another halacha. Now this type of Rishas Rabbim that we're about to describe is talking about a palatio, like we had mentioned, a large plaza. In this large plaza, people would sell their wares. There was all these pillars that were arranged randomly. People would hang up their wares on these pillars, and then there was benches in front of the pillars where they would sit and try to attract customers. So, says Rav Dimi B'Shem Rav among these pillars, neither Carmelis is considered a Carmelis. Why? My time, I forgot the Darcy Barabim. Even though the people, the everyone in the Rosh Rabbim will walk amongst these pillars, since you can't walk in a straight line because the pillars are arranged at random, so it's an inconvenient place, therefore it's going to be considered a Carmelis and not part of the Rosh Rabbim. Amrab Zera, Amrab Yehuda, it's the Baal Amudim, these benches that were in front of the pillars, they're also like a Carmelis because it's uncomfortable to walk amongst them, therefore they're not really part of the Rosh Rabbim. Says the Gemara, Laman Amr according to the Manda Amr, that among these pillars is considered a Carmelis, he would say that for sure an itztaba is considered a Karmelis because it's much more difficult to walk amongst the benches. The one that says that the itztaba, the benches, are a Karmelis. So that's why it's, it's not a Karmelis because it's not convenient to use and walk around if you just want to walk among the Rosh Hashanah. But if you're walking among the pillars, the it's fairly easy to weave your way in and out of the pillars. Then that would not be considered a Karmelis and it still would be part of the Rosh Hashanah. A different way of understanding this is Avol Ben Hamudim that among the pillars, the Zimn and Darsila Rabim, that sometimes the Rabim, the multitudes will go there, Kirshusarabim Damyo, then it is still considered like Rishusarabim. Now, more dinam of a Karmelis. Amrav Barshila, Amrav Chizda, Levin is a Kufa. Let's say we have a brick that is standing up straight, Bershusarabim and Rishusarabim. A standard brick back in Talmudic times was three Tvachim by three Tvachim. Vizark Vitach Bifonel, a person throws an object from Rishusarabim and it lands on the face of this brick. Chayev is Chayev, because he just threw an object for Amos within Rosh Hashanah Al-Gaba, but if it lands on top of the brick, putter, so then he's putter, because it's landing in an area that's not part of the Rosh Rabim. Abai v'rava damachavai. Abai and rava, they qualify the statement, and they say, v'hu shagavaya shloisha. It's got to be three tfachim tall, d'loi darsi rabim, is that people won't step on this brick, they'll step around it, and therefore this brick is not considered part of the Rosh Rabim. It's a makam patur, and therefore this fellow is patur. Avul hizmi v'higi, but thorns and brambles that are in the Rosh Rabim, afagav d'loi gvi shloisha, even though they're not three tfachim tall, they are not considered part of the Rosh Rabim. No one's going to want to step on them, they don't want to get poked by the thorns. Even these thorns and b- brambles, 
they have to be three Tvachim tall. Avot Tzaya, but if there's excrement in the Rosh Hashirabim, that doesn't have to be three Tvachim tall, and people will always step around it, and it's not part of the Rosh Hashirabim. Ravashi Yomar, he says, Afilu Tzaya, even Tzaya has to be three Tvachim tall. Ravashi understands that there's so many different things that are always lying around the Rosh Hashirabim. There's always cans and bottles and trash and who knows what. So we're not, we're going to say that all these fairly standard things to find the Rosh Hashirabim are bottle, they're nullified to the Rosh Hashirabim, and even if a person's not going to step on them, they're still considered part of Rosh Hashirabim. So if you throw an object a distance of four amas and it lands on one of these things, so then you would be chayv. It has to be three tfachim tall to be considered its own unique area. Continues the Gemara. Amar Rabbah de Be'erab Shila ki asar avdimi amar v'yechlin he said in karmelis b'chusam arba a karmelis is not less than four tfachim. V'amar Rav Sheshes v'tayfeses arasara and it goes up until ten. Ask the Gemara. My tayfeses arasara doesn't mean it goes up until ten. Elaim if you're going to tell me the yikam mechitza asara that if it has a partition of ten tfachim who da havoy karmelis then it's considered karmelis v'loy but if it doesn't have a partition of ten tfachim loy have a karmelis and it's not a karmelis v'loy that's not true v'amar Rav Gidol v'amar Rav Chia bar Yosef v'amar Rav a house, it's a small little house that doesn't have 10 tfachim of airspace within it. Height, that is. And its roof completes the 10 tfachim, meaning there's 9 tfachim height of airspace. And then the roof is one tefach wide. So in total, it's ten tefachim. Al gagai, if you're on the roof of this little house, mutalatato bekula, you're allowed to carry throughout the whole roof of this house because it's considered its own rishos. But if you're inside this house, you're only allowed to carry within dalad amis because it's considered a karmelis. So we see that a karmelis could be less than 10 tefachim height. The walls could be less than 10 tefachim height. So we say, okay, you're right. Elamai tefes is yud. What does it mean that it goes up until 10? The ad yud, hu da That up until 10 tefachim of airspace is considered a karmelis. Lamalami yud tefachim, but more than 10 tefachim of airspace, lava karmelis. It doesn't have a of a karmelis. It's just a makam The same thing we've already mentioned a number of times regarding Rosh Hashanah More than 10 tefachim above the airspace of Rosh Hashanah is not considered Rosh Hashanah anymore. This is relevant because if you have a karmelis that has walls surrounding it, and the walls are very tall, much taller than 10 tefachim, and a person throws something from Rosh Hashanah onto this wall and it lands on the wall higher than 10 tefachim, so then he did do an iser. Usually you're not allowed to do any sort of transfer in between a Rosh Hashanah and a Karmelis. However, this is not considered a Karmelis because it's above 10 Tfachim. And we have a similar halacha from Shmuel. Shmuel Rabbi Yehuda. Shmuel told Rabbi Yehuda the following, Shinina, you're a sharp one. Don't speak about Shabbos type of things regarding above 10 Tfachim. So now we say, hold on a second, what does this mean? Lamai Hochsa, what exactly is Shmuel telling Rabbi Yehuda? Even if you say that he's trying to teach him that in Rishos HaYachid Lamalam Yud, that Rishos HaYachid doesn't extend over 10 Tfachim either, the Ha'amr of Chizda, not kind of Rishos HaYachid. If a person planted a pole in the middle of a Rishos HaYachid, V'zark and a person takes an object and he throws it on the top of this pole, even if the pole is 100 amas tall, chayv, the person's chayv. Why? Because Rishos HaYachid goes all the way to the sky. So we see that there isn't this limitation of 10 tefachim of airspace regarding Rishos HaYachid. So what was Shmuel telling Rabbi Yehuda? Turn the daf, Zayin O'Abez on top, Allah is teaching him that a Rishos HaRabim doesn't extend over 10. Ask the Gemara, that can't be Masisanhi, that's a Mishnah. Did not our Mishnah tell us how Zarek Daladam is because a person throws throws the distance of four amois and it lands on a wall. If it landed above ten tvachim, it's as if he's just throwing it in the air. If it lands below 
ten tefachim on the wall, it's as if he's throwing it on the ground. So we see this limitation of ten tefachim regarding a Roshos Rabim already exists in a Mishnah. So Shmuel doesn't need to tell that to Rabbi Yehuda. So Gemara says, you're right, Ella Akarmelis, Shmuel is telling Rabbi Yehuda Hadin regarding a Akarmelis, the Ein Karmelis Lamal Meyud, that a Akarmelis is not above ten tefachim. Vakilar Barabanan, and the Rabbanan were Mekel, they were lenient regarding two things, Mekulah Roshos Yachid, or Mekulah Roshos Rabim. We took some leniencies of Roshos Yachid and leniencies of Roshos Rabim. If there's, if it's four tefachim, who does have a karmelis? Then it can be considered a karmelis. But if it's not four tefachim, it's less than that. Makam petur ba'almahu. It's just a makam petur, which is not a problem to transfer to and from it. Mikuli rishusurabim. We're going to take some of the leniencies rishusurabim. The adyut tefachim, who does have a karmelis? Up until ten tefachim, we say it's considered a karmelis. Mal miut tefachim, but above ten tefachim of airspace, le'av a karmelis. It doesn't have the din of a karmelis. So we see we'll take leniencies of both rishus yachid and rishusurabim for a karmelis. Kufa, the Gemara had mentioned the case just previously. A house that doesn't have ten tefachim within it, and its roof completes the ten tefachim. If a person is on the roof, he's allowed to carry within the whole roof. But if he's inside the house, he's only allowed to carry dalad amos within this little house. But if he dug out a square the size of four by four tefachim within this house, and now there's ten tefachim of airspace from this little dig out to the roof, then the entire thing, the entire house, even in the place where it was not dug out, Four Tfachim has the din of a Rishos Yachid and he can carry within his entire house. Ask the Gemara, my time, why is this? This is considered like a crevice of the Rishos Yachid. And a crevice of the Rishos Yachid is like Rishos Yachid. The Itmar, we have a memory like this. Crevices, uh, which are also, you know, nooks and crannies within Rishos Yachid, have the same din as Rishos Yachid. But regarding cracks and crevices within Rosh Hashanah Rabbim, Abayah Abayah says, Rosh Hashanah Rabbim, Dhamu, they're just like Rosh Hashanah Rabbim. Rava Oymer, Loi, Lav Rosh Hashanah Rabbim, Dhamu, it's not like Rosh Hashanah Rabbim. Amrle Rava Labayah, Rava tells Abayah, Lididcha, according to you, the Amrle Rosh Hashanah Rabbim, Rosh Hashanah Rabbim, the crevices within Rosh Hashanah Rabbim have the same status as the Rosh Hashanah Rabbim, Dhamu. Maishna Meha, why is it different than the following memor, the Chiyasa Rav Dimi, Amr Rav Yechanan, Rav Dimi told us, Rishim Rav Yechanan, Loi Netzrucha El, Kameran Zavis, Asmuchle Rosh Hashanah Rabbim, that there's a unique type of Karmelis of this house that we had described that was set back from the Rosh and you can kind of veer off the Rosh Hashanah and go into this little alcove type of area, and that's considered a Karmelis. Why is that? It should be considered like a crevice or a nook of the Rosh Hashanah and it should still have the status of Rosh Hashanah So we say, no, that's considered a Karmelis Hasim over there. Since it's not convenient to go into that area, it's not easy or simple to go there, so therefore it's considered a Karmelis. But Hacha over here, regarding our cracks and crevices, if you have a little hole in the Rosh Hashanah and you can easily place something there, so then it's still part of the Rosh Hashanah Tanan, we have a Mishnah. If someone throws uh, the distance of four Amos in Rosh Hashanah and it lands in a wall, if it landed above ten Tfachim, it's as if he threw it into the air. If it landed lower than ten Tfachim, Kizarik Ba'aretz as if he threw it on the ground. Vahabina Ba'am, we asked on that. My Kizarik Ba'aretz, what does that mean you threw it on the ground? Vahalaynach, you didn't throw it on the ground. It never rested. And we're understanding that your object probably bounced off the wall and then landed closer to you than the wall actually is. And that means you didn't end up throwing it Dalad Amis. Because if the wall is precisely Dalad Amis from you and then your object bounced off the wall and then landed closer to you, so you shouldn't be chayv. From Rabbi Yechon, so Rabbi Yechon answers that, you threw a juicy 
fig, so the juicy fig stuck onto the wall, and therefore, that's why you're chayiv, you're dalad ames, and asks us now, if the crevices that are part of Rosh Hashanah are really, have the same status as Rosh Hashanah, so, why do I have to say that I threw a juicy fig that got stuck on the side of the wall? Why don't we say just threw a pebble or some small little object, and it rested inside a hole that was in this wall? So the Gemara answers, I'll tell you why. Zimni Mishani law, some Sometimes Abai answers this question on him. The shani tzorav chefetz that a rock or a small chefetz, a small object, the mahadar va'asi, as it they'll most probably not rest inside the hole. Who says you're going to have good aim? It's probably going to bounce off of the wall. So that's why it's just better to use it case of a juicy fig. And Zimnin, sometimes, Mishani law, that Bekaisel de Les Bechor, we're talking about a hole, a wall that doesn't have any holes in it. So it must be that your object stuck to the wall. Mimai, and how do we know that we're discussing a wall that doesn't have any holes? Mithikatani Resha, the first part of this statement, had told us, Zark Lamalam that when you throw it above ten Tvachim, Kazark Ba'avir, it's as if you threw it in the air. Visakadetich Bekaisel de Isbechor, if you're going to tell me that this wall actually had a hole in it, so now we're assuming that there was a hole below ten Tvachim and a hole Above ten tefachim, amai kazarik ba'avir. Why would it be considered that you threw it in the air? Hanach b'chor. It would have rested inside this hole, and then you would have been chayiv for throwing it into a shesayachid because we're assuming that this hole that's in this wall is four tefachim wide, and it would have it in a shesayachid. And v'chitim, if you're going to tell him about sisin dalad al dalad, is that no? Really, it has a hole in this wall. It's just that it's not a it's not a wall that's four by four tefachim, so therefore it's not a shesayachid. And I could still say use the language of Kizayrik Ba'avir, it's as if you're throwing it in the air. But that can't be also. If a person throws an object higher than, than ten tefachim, and arrested in even the smallest of holes, this brings us to the argument between Rav and Rav Banan, Rav Meir Sav, Rav Meir holds, that I, quote unquote, dig out to complete. What does this mean? Is that even though the hole is not 4x4 four four Tvachim, we pretend as if we're going to dig this hole out so that it's 4x4 four four Tvachim. Rabbanon Savri, they say, we don't dig out to complete this hole. And that however big the hole is, that's how big it is. And But it must be that this memra that we had mentioned, that you threw above 10 Tvachim or below 10 Tvachim, it must be going like Rav Meir, because we know that Stam Mishnah, any basic mission that doesn't have a name attached to it, is probably Rav Meir. And so this must be that no matter how big this hole is in the wall, we're going to pretend that it's 4 by 4 Tvachim. So therefore, it must be that there's no hole in this wall, and that's why we had to use the case of a, of a, of a juicy fig. Says the Gemara, It must be we're talking about a hole, a wall that does not have a hole, and therefore we had to use the case of the juicy fig, and therefore we have a beautiful answer for Abaye about how I could throw something onto a wall, and we don't necessarily have a question on him about that there's no proof of Chayr Rosh Everyone should have a wonderful, fantastic day.